Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday live right here on the early line on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. All around the SportsGrid network. Live right here on this Tuesday. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. He is Donnie Wright's side. I am Ben Stevens. We are together for the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. Donnie, yesterday on a Monday, we coined it as a big Monday around the sports Sports landscape the finale of week number six of the NFL regular season it was a dandy on a Monday night in Los Angeles between the Chargers and the Cowboys we recap the end of week number six we pay it forward to the rest of this National League football season and DRS as it goes for the National League as I was saying there the NLCS yesterday in Philadelphia getting underway game number two in the American League championship series in the Texas two-step Donnie so much to recap so much to look forward to here on this Tuesday on TEL absolutely looking forward to it here going over it awesome stuff in Major League Baseball a game yesterday that went right down to the wire what's not to love about Tuesdays setting the table for what happened yesterday and also for this weekend's big doings so DRS, let's dive right in. The Cowboys improved to four and two. The Chargers now a losing record, below 500 following the bye week, and it was a classic Chargers game. DRS, all three of the losses for Los Angeles this year by a field goal or less, tied in the fourth quarter. Brandon Aubrey hits the game-winning field goal with just over two minutes remain as Dallas holds on. The defense stands tall. Stephon Gilmore picks off Justin Herbert on the final offensive possession of the game for the Bolts and the Cowboys win 2017 covering as a slight one and a half point road favorite in SoFi Stadium down to the highest total of week number six standing at 50 and a hook stays well under. Yeah, I thought the game would go over. I actually thought the Los Angeles Chargers would win the game, but my favorite bet yesterday was CeeDee Lamb to have a big night, and he did. So at least that went correctly. But when you need your superstars to step up in the brightest moments here, Michael Parsons with a devastating sack late in that fourth quarter there to preserve the victory here. Good win for the Dallas Cowboys in a bounce-back mode after that 49ers debacle. And we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number one of a Tuesday live on the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the folds as well. He is Donnie. I am Ben. Thank you for joining us here all across the Sports Grid Network. So the Cowboys 4-2. and two, The Chargers 2-3. and three. The AFC West sits very favorably for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Donnie, a big night for those in the Dallas area or maybe Fort Worth area. And Arlington included because it was in Houston, but the Rangers keep winning on the road. The Rangers are on their most significant streak of this season. The Rangers DRS, a perfect 7-0 in playoff baseball, taking a 2-0 series advantage against the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. Holding on multiple times, Donnie, in the final few innings of game number two yesterday for a 5-4 win in favor of Texas. I mean, what's a game that, how do you lose a playoff game quickly here? I don't know. Maybe you don't get down four to nothing before your first at bat here. In a game that the Houston, you know, squad 
had to win this game. The Texas Rangers coming in, playing with house money here, now go back to their own building for three straight games. You just have to win two of those three, and it doesn't even go back to Houston. A great performance by the Rangers, clutch situations to put the pressure on Houston. But having said that, throughout that game, Houston had multiple chances to come back and even got within five to four, obviously, which was the final. Jose Altuve, the final out, a warning track shot. Nobody to blame but themselves for the Astros here. You can't get down four to nothing and expect to beat a quality opponent, and they did yesterday watch out for the rangers here world series bound could be texas has been streaky all year long donnie in mlb again this streak coming at the best time for the rangers a perfect seven and oh six of those victories so far in october on the road they head back with home field advantage in arlington as greater than a five dollar favorite to win the al pennant game number one of the national league championship series last night in philadelphia and the bank was bumping and the long ball continues to favor philadelphia two homers in the first Kyle Schwarber on the very first pitch the Philadelphia offense faced Bryce Harper with a long ball 420 feet on his 31st birthday and Nick Castellanos hits his fifth home run in the last three playoff games for Philadelphia a 5-3 victory Donnie for the Phils they take game number one a 1-0 series lead now just three wins away from their second consecutive National League pennant Wheeler was really good. Six innings pitched, two earned runs, eight Ks, no walks. They jumped on Gallon early. And on this very program yesterday, who has to get in gear? Who has to jumpstart the party? It was Kyle Schwarber for me. And he saw one pitch and absolutely destroyed that pitch. And the Phillies were on their way to victory. Now, it did get a little bit hairy. Get the 5 nothing lead. Turns into 5-3. A couple walks for the bullpen. But things turned out exactly the way the Phillies wanted to. They got Wheeler through. They got their bullpen set up here. And a one to nothing lead with a pivotal game number two tonight right back at the bank. Donnie, it was the shortest home run price last night for Kyle Schwarber, who had not hit a Schwarbaum, although his teammates were knocking ball after ball over the fence, plus 310. That ticket cashes last night in Philadelphia. Donnie, some bad news for the Indianapolis Colts. As Monday Night Football in L.A. was rolling on, the reports started to flood in. Jim Ursay, the owner, of course, of Indianapolis, telling Stephen Holder, an ESPN Colts reporter, and it was further reported later on, that Anthony Richardson is likely to miss the remainder of this season. The rookie quarterback drafted fourth overall in the 2023 NFL Draft. Injured week number four, Donnie. Probably not going to play the remainder of this season. Injured week number five, but still out for the remainder of this year. Maybe undergoing shoulder surgery here very soon. Yes, and also maybe a new way to play in the future. You're not going to take away the athleticism that he has because that's why he was drafted so high. But you also want to say, hey, look, take a step back in the season. See where you erred. We need you to be healthy for 17 games. That's the goal. We're not going to win anything here in Indianapolis. It's one of those seasons where you say to yourself for the Colts, what did you want out of Anthony Richardson? You want him to mature, learn to be a professional quarterback. He can still do that. It's not career ending. He'll be back next year and maybe sitting on the sidelines and learning here might be the best opportunity for him to do so still a bright future for the kid in Indy. More quarterback injury news in the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence injured late in the win over Indianapolis in Jacksonville on Sunday. Had an MRI on his knee, Donnie, listed as day-to-day, but the days are pretty slim in terms of when they are playing next. It's Thursday night football in New Orleans against the Saints. He is hopeful to play, Donnie, but right now the line working in favor of New Orleans. It was one yesterday. It now sits at three in favor of the Saints. Yeah, mobile quarterback with a knee injury on a short work week here. Spells usually a disaster here. We'll see how it plays out, but probably could come at the worst time for Jacksonville. Riding hot, playing great football. You want your signal caller in there. In a game that you figure you can win, if Lawrence is out, maybe you can't win that one. DRS, some college sports news now. Brock Bowers, the outstanding tight end for Georgia, one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in all of college football, set to miss the remainder of the regular season, having ankle surgery. It should sideline him for four to six weeks. We'll see beyond that. In the AP Top 25 for the men's college basketball season in the preseason, released yesterday, Kansas, the number one team in the country by a pretty good margin. A recap of Monday Night Football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. Week number six of the National Football League regular season now officially in the books, coming to a close last night in SoFi Stadium in downtown Los Angeles. The Chargers and the Cowboys. Welcome back to a Tuesday Live right here on the early line. He is Donnie. I am Ben. And DRS had had the highest total of any football game week number six at 50 and a hook. The Chargers fresh off a bye. Dallas remaining in California looking for a bounce back after humiliation last Sunday night in Santa Clara against San Francisco. The Cowboys find it. They eke out a victory. The Chargers continue to lose football games by a single score. All three losses this year to money for L.A. by three points or less, including one football game in OT. 20-17, to 17, the final last night in favor of Dallas, who covers as a slight one-and-a-half point road favorite. And DRS, four wins now for the Cowboys, a four-and-two record. Three of the four victories for Dallas. The total staying under because the defense steps up in the most crucial juncture of the game late in the fourth quarter once again. Yeah, defenses, by the way, Ben, were good on both sides last night. But what's yeah. the one thing you wanted to see out of Dak Prescott on a road start and, quite frankly, a must-win football game for him and their franchise? Hey, Dak, don't turn the football over. 272 yards, one touchdown pass, no turnovers here, no interceptions, I should say, and a passer rating of 109. That gets the job done. Now, yesterday for me, coming into this game, I thought we would get points here. We didn't end up getting those points, only 37 total. I'm also, as you know, for the people, so I put out a same-game parlay yesterday in the FanDuel Sportsbook, said to myself, let's do one of those Profit boost where you dumb it down a little bit, but boost it up and it looks fantastic. Touchdown pass both from both quarterbacks, checkmate here. CD Lamb to go over 50 yards receiving, checkmate. But here's the option that I didn't understand. And if you would have told me, Ben, before the game, by the way, Pollard's going to get 15 carries, Eckler's going to get 14. I said, where do I sign up for 40 yards apiece from both of those running yeah. backs? 30 yards for Pollard, 27 yards for Eckler. The defense was astounding on both sides. You're shutting down the run yesterday. But you know what the difference was? Seven carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown for Dak Prescott. He needed to play well yesterday. He did. You don't need any style points in this game. 20-17 to 17 was just fine here. Still, I don't know what to make of the Chargers. Just so talented, but something obviously is just missing with that franchise. And it's been that way for a while now, Ben. Yeah, that's the case, Donnie, and there will be large picture conversations for L.A. to have the remainder of this season, who their head coach is going to be moving forward. Justin Herbert on display last night, even with the injured left non-throwing hand, makes some throws that truly wow you, that leave your jaw on the floor, and then he misses some opportunities in crucial spots where you think this is the chance for L.A. to finally take advantage and close out a football game. They didn't have a lead, Donnie, at any point in the fourth quarter yesterday but they were tied with the Cowboys late 17 to 17 before Dallas drives the length of the field and Brandon Aubrey kicks the game winning field goal with just over two minutes remaining so Donnie we'll look at Dallas in just a second we'll talk about Dak but again 
that is a game in which the Chargers have played so many times. And Donnie, that's the conversation for LA each and every offseason, early in a regular season. Is this the year the talent matches results? Is this the year the optimism is met with expectation? And so far, the answer to both of those big picture questions for the Bolts is a resounding no. DRS, so much talent in the world in 2021. The tie game in the regular season finale that Brandon Staley completely mismanages. Las Vegas wins the game. They go to the postseason. The Chargers have an early offseason. Last year, a 27-0 lead on the road in the wild card round in Jacksonville to squander that opportunity. One of the largest postseason either failures or comebacks, regardless of how you want to coin it, in NFL history. And this year, Donnie, again, they paid Justin Herbert $52.5 million. If they bring in Kellen Moore, the revenge game against his former team, the Cowboys, last night. And this was the year L.A. would be lockstep with the Kansas City Chiefs, knocking the defending Super Bowl champions off their perch. Nope. No. Not a zip. Zilch has not happened for LA and now a sub 500 record Donnie they have the third best record out of four teams in the AFC West even Las Vegas is an even 500 again we go around and around with the Chargers it's the same old story it seems like it. And it, granted, when you play the Chargers, it's not as if you're getting an easy ride, even though most teams are picking up victories against them. Two and three on the season isn't good enough. This was supposed to be a team talented enough to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. But again, nobody's learning from their mistakes anywhere at any time at this point, because if you have a head coach that's been put in spots here, Brandon Staley, over the past couple years, timeouts at the end of games to rile up the Vegas Raiders that end up knocking you out, to going on the road and playing a perfect first half and then no adjustments made in the second half and losing to the Jackson. Jacksonville Jaguars, we're losing these same type of football games over and over and over. Yeah. And the one thing that would have to change probably is the philosophy of the head coach. Nobody's going to deny and look at the charge and say, Ben, what do you want them to do? They're just not talented. They've one of the best young quarterbacks in football, an elite running back, a solid group of wide receivers, and playmakers from all over the defense. And maybe that's the issue here. Brandon Staley comes over from the Rams. is supposed to be a def young defensive maven here. That's supposed to be the one side of the football. Now, granted, they played well yesterday, but they weren't playing well for the season where it's like, you know what? We we got no. that handled. Let's just get a young innovator for an offensive coordinator, which they went out and got in Kellen Moore, and still not working the way they wanted to here. Something is broken, as, as yeah. you said. What else can you do? You're not going to get rid of good football players. You just get rid of mediocre coaches. Yeah, absolutely so, DRS. And that's the case for L.A. Yeah. They make the same mistakes each and every game in the most critical spots of those games. That all goes back to one man and one thing only, the head coach and his coaching philosophy that has continued to lead the Bolts down this terrible path. They have played now five games this year, all decided by a single score. Their three losses in every game decided by three points or less. In 13 of 17 games last year, Donnie, L.A. playing in games decided by a single score. And you mentioned the defense. It was better. They sacked Dak Prescott five times last night, but they're still the worst passing defense in the National Football League. Dak entering yesterday, Donnie, in five games had not gone over 261 passing yards. Yesterday, his season high, 272. 21-30, incredibly efficient, and was the Cowboys' leading rusher. Seven attempts for 40 yards on the ground. The opening touchdown of the game for the boys as well. And, Donnie, we talked about it yesterday. Dak Prescott, four interceptions in the two Cowboys' losses this year. Three last weekend against the 49ers. If he plays clean football, Dallas is going to be there. We saw that yesterday in SoFi. Absolutely, and also credit that Prescott. The, the offensive line wasn't great yesterday. Number one, how do you tell if you have a great offensive line? How'd your running game do? 3.7 yards per carry. That's not good enough. And also from a quarterback position, you let up five sacks yesterday, but didn't throw that under duress interception because like, oh my goodness, look at the yep. pass rush coming down on me. Played within himself, gave his defense a chance to shine, and they did at the end of the football game. Doing enough to get victories. Sometimes that's all you need here. You didn't need extra yep. from Dak Prescott, but you got the W, and that's all you care about.
The Cowboys, a minus 700 favorite to make the NFC postseason. They have the second best number and record in the NFC East at plus 140. Now only a game margin between Philadelphia, who suffered their first loss of the year on Sunday, and where Dallas is. But the story, DRS, is for the Bolts. Justin Herbert and the Chargers again, two and three, a game below 500. Donnie, a team we thought would certainly be in the postseason mix. Now, right now, plus 158 to make the postseason not favored to get in at a minus 188 to the no the Bolts are favored to miss the playoffs this year in the AFC yeah, and you're taking a look at that as a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs. That's going to be a major miss if they don't get in. And again, Brandon Stale yeah. is going to be that culprit who's probably going to lose his job if they don't. But if we are betting people, which we are, I actually think the Chargers still have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. They're too talented not to. They're going to be in every football game yeah. they play, get some of the bounces to go your direction, wind up with a winning record and find yourself in the playoffs again. Right, that luck variable that comes down to things in yeah. single-score football games when they're decided by close margins time and again, it works against you, but sometimes it could also play in your favor. That's the glass-half-full approach, I guess, to being in every football game, coming down to a single score, and the stressful nature of football the Chargers play. Now around the Major League Baseball playoff diamond, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. A doubleheader of Major League Baseball postseason action yesterday on a Monday to start off a new week. We recap it here on this Tuesday on TEL. The American League DRS has a day off as we change venues. Not a super far trip staying in the Lone Star State. But we will head to Arlington with the Rangers pulling off yet another surprise. DRS in the American League Championship Series. Texas takes a 2-0 series advantage, holding on multiple times yesterday against Houston in Houston for that 5-4 victory in game number two. The Rangers for the second consecutive game in the ALCS went outright as an underdog. A total of 8.5 DRS does trickle over. Yes, it does. And I got a truth to be told yesterday. I like the Phillies. They won. I also like the Astros. They lost. But these are the crazy ones, Ben, because you take a look and let's just say the Phillies game starts at 8 o'clock. Okay, going to tune in around that time. Sometimes those afternoon games, you sort of forget when they start. Was it a 337, a 437, a 5 o'clock game? It's one of those where I turn the TV on while I'm doing something else. I glance up in the first inning. Like, Wait a second. It's four to nothing already. It's one of those games which maybe caught a lot of people off guard. But hey, I'll tune in the second yeah. or third inning because it's an early game, just getting home from work. And away they went, the Rangers here. Man, there's no better place to be than if you're a road team here and silencing the home crowd in a pivotal game by going up multiple runs, which having your ace, Eovaldi, on the mound. Now, we knew the Astros weren't going to go away. And it wasn't a four to nothing lead. Like, hey, it was zero to zero, Ben, in the seventh inning. And then the Rangers tacked on four. Well, that's usually a game set match. You knew you had nine at-bats here from the Houston Astros. 
Astros to try to come back, and they did. And there was multiple chances where it looked like they were going to threaten and also take the lead, but they weren't able to do that. So when we look forward in this series, you're down 0-2 going into enemy territory for three games here. The road is steep for the Astros. We're not saying they can't get it done because they're a quality ball club, but you threw your best mm-hmm. two bullets here in game one and two and came away with nothing and now go on the yeah. road and basically coin flip games. Eventually, those are going to go against you, even with some of the bounces. But I'm so impressed by Texas. When you talk about playing good baseball at the end of the season, they weren't doing that. But the new season is the playoffs, as even Castellanos brings up. Look, learning between the difference between the regular season and postseason is key. Maybe the Rangers already aced that test. They've been wonderful. And DRS, they were as streaky as you would find in the second half of this Major League Baseball regular season. We mentioned it multiple times. In the month of July, they had an eight-game win streak and an eight-game losing streak, or maybe that was August. In September, DRS, they had started out the month losing six of seven games. They then won six games in a row two different times before losing three of the final four to end out the regular season to be in the wild card spot to have to win on the road as they have and that is what texas has done a perfect 7-0 start drs to this month of october in the postseason six of those victories coming on the road they have taken a 2-0 series lead in every series in the wild card round all you needed was two wins in the division series for texas they went to baltimore and won two games right away this is what the rangers have been able to do and nathan Avaldi yesterday donnie does get the win he gives up three earned runs he was tested yesterday by Houston, no doubt about it. Jordan Alvarez, a home run. Alex Bregman, a home run. Alvarez ended up hitting two home runs yesterday, in fact, in game number two. But of all these strikes out nine in DRS, the critical moment of this game, bottom of the fifth, the Astros have yeah. the bases loaded without a single out. And somehow, some way, Nathan Avaldi gets out of it stepping up in the most critical moment of the game of all the again a big game postseason pitcher he has put that on full display drs so far here in this playoff run for texas Absolutely, and it's something that we might have expected here with how well he was pitching to start the season, but coming back post-IL, he wasn't that pitcher. Maybe he just needed to knock the rust off, and he certainly did, and you're right in that bottom of the fifth inning. You can't have a more disastrous scenario where it's 5-2, to two, the tide is starting to turn, and the top of the lineup is coming up, because even if you don't get base hits here with the bases loaded and nobody out, all you really want to do is put the ball in play. Diaz strikeout, Altuve strikeout. If both of those guys hit 300-foot yeah. fly balls, that's 5-4 to four within a chance for Bregman to come up and drive in the tying end or winning run. Amazing walking out. You felt the place deflate once that took place, even though it ended up 5-4. to four. But if you put even yeah. more pressure, just get one more run against Texas, it's a completely different ballgame. But credit Eovaldi for being one of those guys that says, you know what? Tough environment here. I'm used to this. I'm bred for it. He did it and got it done. And then the bullpen hangs on. Massive win for Texas. Yeah. But you're right. None of these games are easy one through nine. You're going to hit adversity. They hit it and still won. Nathan Avaldi so far in this postseason, three outings, three wins, a 3-0 and record, a 2-2-9 ERA. And Donnie, this is a reversal of the roles we saw throughout the regular season of these two in-state rivals and divisional foes. The Astros had won 9 of 13 in the regular season against the Rangers. It was the reason when both finished the regular year at 90 and 72 after the final weekend collapse for Texas and Houston sweeping the D-backs, the Astros were able to claim the divisional title and get that opening round by and have home field advantage here in the ALCS. Texas does not care at this moment. It was the Astros, Donnie, around a minus 148 price to win this series outright and to win the pennant. Uh, once again, entering game number one, now it's Texas. A minus 520 series outright favorite. Greater than five bucks, DRS. A wild swing in the odds, as we would expect when the road team takes a 2-0 series advantage away from home. And Donnie, this is the interesting point of a best of seven series. What are we going to see in game number three? We knew games one and two would be Montgomery and Evaldi for Texas, Verlander and Valdez for the Astros. Christian Javier, who was great in his only postseason start against Minnesota in the DS, gets the start for Houston following a sensational postseason last year. And look, who gets the nod tomorrow night 
back in Arlington. Max Scherzer is back. Mad Max in Texas DRS, a minus 126 home money line favorite to make it a 3-0 series lead in the ALCS. That's going to be interesting here because Max, as we know, for the past couple of years, winding down his seasons, hasn't performed all the well because he's usually tired. Now, granted, it wasn't injury. It wasn't tiredness of why he's going to be missing starts. You know he's a gamer. You know he wants to come back. But I'm interested to see how he does on the mound. Nice to get him at home. And also, big picture for the series itself. If this was going to be one of those, well, you know, we're going to throw gray or maybe a bullpen session, it's still nice to have Max Scherzer at the top, even if he can only give you three or four innings as you feel like, hey, working your way back yeah. at this point. But let's be real about this series there's two differences here if texas was the home team won both of those games on their home turf and then went to houston you'd say okay houston you're at home let's just square up and settle business that's not the case here you're going for three games in the texas rangers building where quite frankly if they win two out of three that's going to end the series but bigger picture than that do we really think the Houston Astros is going to take four or five now from the Texas Rangers to win this series? I don't think that's going to happen here. You needed to win at least one game in your own building. Now, as I hear you, you never say never. And Houston's built for this right. and has appeared in the playoffs so many times. Seven straight AL, you know, CS appearances, World Series championships. I get it. It's just hard to do it now over and over where you're really up against the wall with all the pressure on your side now. And your two aces not on the mounds in game three or four. Donnie, the odds expect the Rangers to continue this momentum back in Arlington. You don't often see this, even when a team holds a blank O series advantage. But the shortest price in the correct score market, again, the team that wins and in how many games of this best of seven set, Texas to sweep is that shortest number. The most likely option at plus 225. Second most likely in five games for the Rangers at plus 270. Opening game of the National League Championship Series last night at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia in red October was feeling good from the very start. Two home runs in the bottom of the first for Philadelphia. Kyle Schwarber on the first pitch he saw from Zach Gallen followed by Bryce Harper a 400 20-foot bomb on his 31st birthday. Harper in the game, two for three, two RBIs, two runs scored. Nick Castellanos hits his fifth home run in the last three games for Philadelphia. And Donnie, the Phils take game number one, five to three. As you said, got a little dicey at the end, but Craig Kimbrell comes on. He gets the save. The Phils turn a double play to end that game and take a 1-0 series lead. And the man on your screen, Zach Wheeler, sensational, getting the better in the battle of Zach's against Gallon for Arizona. Yeah, he was really good last night. But also, let's take a look at how this game progressed. The Philadelphia Phillies jump out to the 5-0 lead. And quite frankly, getting a little bit of vibes from the game that the Phillies lost against the Braves. So many chances. Bases loaded. Runners on second and third. Where Gallon was slipping out of those innings, which saying, okay, don't put up the crooked number here. One here, one there. So credit to him. But also, from a Phillies perspective, you kept tacking on. We see it so many times in the playoffs. And you almost saw it yesterday with the Texas Rangers. What do you get, Ben? Four in the first inning. Don't really score the rest of the way. Now the other team's starting to chip away. The Phillies went two in the first, one in the second, three in the third, one in the fifth. That's how you do it here. Keep that constant yeah. pressure and building and don't let up. Because quite frankly, I don't care what happened after a five to nothing lead. If Wheeler is pitching well and you're at home, you're not supposed to lose that game any way, shape, or form, even if guys in the bullpen yeah. aren't available. Now, granted, they were all available last night. I was just trying to prove a point here at this. But the Philadelphia Phillies were the better team right off the bat. How do you want to get the home crowd started up, hit home runs, drive them, put pressure on the yeah. opposing team? And Zach Allen, as you pointed out so many times very good at home not so good on the road and last night there was no layover here for three or four days off for the Phillies offense they've been hitting home right. runs they continue to hit home runs 12 home runs for Philadelphia in the last three games in Amazing. Philly what this team is doing with the power with the bats it is sensational. Nick Castellanos, five long balls in the last three games. You're right, DRS. Zach Gallon not great on the road last night, and it was the case from the very bump. On the other side, Zach Wheeler, sensational. Aaron Nola and the Phils are the home favorites today. And because of that, Philadelphia now a minus 375 outright favorite to win their second consecutive NL pennant. DRS will continue to preview game number two of the National League championship series later on on TEL but up next around the National Football League we go. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. A month and a half of the National Football League regular season is now done, and we look back at the first month and a half following week number six and look at the rest of this year around the NFL. It's time to play a little game here on this Tuesday on TEL. I'm Ben. Donnie is here, of course, as well, and it's time for NFL Buy or Sell. So DRS, now there are no remaining undefeated teams in the National Football League, but there are five that all hold the same record for the best mark around the National Football League. Five teams at five and one, and that includes the five and one Miami Dolphins, who by far have the best offense in all of the National Football League. Donnie, I mean by far. 37.2 points per game. Again, the 70-point performance week number three against Denver is going to skew these numbers, but we can't discredit them for putting up 70 points in a football game, becoming just the fourth team in NFL history to pull off that feat. But the second best scoring offense is the Niners, Donnie, at less than 31 points per game. The Dolphins nearly averaging 500 yards per game of total offense. That's more than 100 more than the second best total offense. That would be Philadelphia at 395 yards per game. They're the best passing offense in the NFL at nearly 317 yards per game. They're the best rushing offense in the National Football League as well at a buck 82 per game on the ground. The Dolphins offense, Donnie, that's the buy or sell question. The Dolphins offense is the best single unit in the National Football League. I'm going to buy that. And maybe the close second would be even if you went defensive here with the Cleveland Browns. I think they've been sensational yep. so far to start the season here. But if we're just taking a look at high-octane offenses and the way they get down, look, I like the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Most people do. Same thing here with the San Francisco 49ers. Forget about injuries or not. Let's just take them on a whole. You look at the Miami Dolphins, and it's so explosive, which is what makes it so much fun and so hard to stop. They can come at you from any different angle. It's what I was talking about. They're like an Olympic track team out there in the 4 by 100 it doesn't matter who you get to the football, anywhere on the field, they can house it. Devon yeah. Achan, again, he's going to be down for a couple weeks, but when he is right, home run hitter. Marine, or excuse me, Mostert, a home run hitter. On the outside, Waddle, yeah. home run hitter. Tyree, home run hitter. And also, all it takes is to attack Ilo to be healthy, which he has done so far, and they're protecting him quite well. So for me, a buy point on the Miami Dolphins, it's really easy because I would love to be like, oh, you know what? There's some points here for some other offenses. Love the way Detroit moves it, but at ease of what the Miami Dolphins do, forget about the defense in the close games they play. They're not playing close games because their offense isn't moving the football. They might play a close game because their defense doesn't hold up their end of the bargain. They are so much fun to watch here. And as Tua goes, so do the Miami Dolphins. Let me bring up this point too, Ben. Every day on yeah. Moneyline, it feels like I get back to the same talking point with Kevin. And I say to myself, let me get this straight. Two years ago, Andy Reid sat down with Tyreek Hill and was like, here's a big contract. And Tyreek's like, I want a little bit more. Like, yep, yeah, 
Can't do that, man. You're not that important to our offense here. So can you imagine if Tyreek doesn't go to Miami? Their offense would probably still be good, but Kansas City would be back in that driver's seat of being absolutely elite. One football player, Tyreek Hill. I know he's not going to get yeah. MVP votes, but my goodness, every week, he's the best player on the football field when the Dolphins lace him up on the best offense in the NFL. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, I think the situation by far, DRS, in Kansas City was a ton of mouths to feed. Patrick Mahomes yeah. was tied up with his large contract. Travis Kelsey needed to be extended. Of course, the situation that continues to play out with Chris Jones. And who can fault the Chiefs? They won a Lombardi trophy last year, and the Dolphins got bounced in the opening round of the playoffs. But Tyreek Hill right now trying to set historical marks, DRS. He said his individual goal for the season was to be the first wide receiver to have two thunders. 2,000 yards in a single year. Well, he's the offensive player of the year favorite moving past Christian McCaffrey, probably because of some of the injury concerns for CMC. But Hill now the favorite at plus 150. Tua Tungabailoa, the MVP frontrunner as well at plus 330. And Donnie, you mentioned the health of Tungabailoa. That was a huge caveat entering the year, as it should be with any significant quarterback around the National Football League. But it's not Tyreek Hill coming off a torn ACL. It's not Tyreek Hill with a shoulder issue that he had to work through during training camp. It's head injuries. And head injuries is always and still remains an unknown. So you're not entirely sure for the human being and individual if something goes south this year, what it means for Tungabailoa in 2023 and beyond but so far Donnie three quarterbacks have started multiple games in the National Football League and only three have been sacked less than six times Baker Mayfield only five sacks this year for the Buccaneers Mahomes and Tunga Bailoa six sacks so far through six weeks of this NFL season I buy that the Dolphins are the best single unit in the National Football League maybe the Browns defense Donnie that has won three games virtually for the Browns is the <laughs> second best individual unit DRS let's look now at the NFC we had the two remaining unbeatens in the same conference the two teams that faced off for a conference title last year the 49ers and the Eagles both suffering their first loss on the road week number six and this past Sunday slate booked as a touchdown favorite or more but still the two best records that we see alongside the Detroit Lions all three teams at five and one the Cowboys, a 4-2 and two record. Uh, Dallas DRS has the third best number to win the NFC at 5-1. The Niners, the favorites, plus 185. Philadelphia, second best at plus 350. The Lions, that number shortening up the board at 6-1. to one. So buy or sell, Donnie right side. The Lions are in Tier 1 of the NFC. Oh, I'm buying it. Oh, I'm buying it. And again, opinions mm. do vary. It's a week-to-week -week league. We get all that stuff. But I really like what Detroit's laying down right now. You see the Philadelphia Eagles. There are some vulnerabilities there. They didn't play very good. And whenever you don't play very good on the road, you can lose football games. The thing we have to remember is Detroit now has the same record as the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Game here, game there. Pick up a win because yeah. as this settles, this isn't the NFC champion, Ben, at the end of the regular season. This is the NFC champion who's going to be going to the Super Bowl. So let's just say the Philadelphia Eagles running the gauntlet of a tough schedule which is due to begin then their quality football team and the eagles let's just say go 11 and 6 right take a look at the san francisco 49ers let's just say they go i don't know 12 and 5 detroit every bit can be that 11 or 12 win football team which if you're playing the philadelphia eagles where do you want to play them in Ford Field or Lincoln Financial Field. That's a massive victory for them at a 6-1 to price. And also, we always have to remind ourselves, when you take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook and the odds, you see the Dallas Cowboys at 5-1, to the Lions at 6-1. to A lot of the times, that's betting money coming in here. Dallas is a very popular team, similar to what the New York Yankees tax would be throughout Major League Baseball. So I look at that number and go, I actually think Detroit should be rated ahead of the Dallas Cowboys right now. Mm -hmm. But the money is going to tell you something different because FanDuel is not operating on what Donnie Wright's out or NFL fans think. Where's the money coming in and where's the exposure here? And where do we have to move those actual odds out? So for me, it probably still would be the Niners, number one, the Philadelphia Eagles, two, but I would go the Detroit Lions, three, and the Dallas Cowboys, number four, in the odds race for me. Yeah. Then. 
DRS, tier one for me is only two teams. It's Philadelphia and it's San Francisco. And Detroit and Dallas are both a peg below that, but pretty substantially below that at this moment. Now, let me give the Lions their flowers because they deserve all of it. Detroit also a minus 460 favorite to win the NFC North. They're the only team with a winning record, and it is five and one. Already a two and a half game advantage for Detroit in that market and in those standings the Lions are going to host a playoff game come mid-January if they win their first divisional crown in three decades they will look for their first postseason win in more than 30 years 32 years in fact dating back to 1991 so Donnie I cannot put that team in the same postseason pedigree tier of San Francisco and Philadelphia and when I think tiers it's not oh who can win 11 or 12 games in the regular season it's who can play for the Lombardi trophy who is going to be there playing for a conference championship and that's still San Francisco and Philly for me I actually would pay the price on Detroit's ticket I would never pay Dallas's number to win a conference championship as we have said multiple times but the Cowboys updated win total 10 and a half the over has the juice Detroit's updated win total 11 and a half the over has the juice both teams are going to be double digit win football teams but the Eagles and the Niners remain in their own tier DJ uh, DRS we look now at rookie quarterbacks around the National Football League. The first two selections, Bryce Young, number one overall to Carolina. C.J. Stroud, number two overall to the Houston Texans. Donnie, as we approached draft week, Bryce Young had been solidified as the number one overall pick. There were some questions around C.J. Stroud even going in the top five, top 10, top 15. Those have been proven correct. But Donnie, when you look at the numbers, C.J. Stroud off to a great start. The Texans, three and three. Stroud threw his first interception of the year this past Sunday, but set a rookie quarterback record for the most passing attempts without throwing a single INT. It has not been nearly as illustrious for Bryce Young in Charlotte. So buy or sell, Donnie right side. The Panthers picked the wrong quarterback. I don't it's it's too early to tell here but you know what I'm going to do right. at right now I'm going to buy this. Now the thing I always like to is if you remember back here there's always ones versus twos all throughout the test of time here. And what I mean by that is Peyton Manning going up against Ryan Leaf. Well if you pick correctly here in the Colts did with Peyton Manning you didn't wind up with Ryan Leaf and there were some 50-50s heading down the stretch there. Tim Couch going to the Browns, Donovan McNabb going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, maybe you wanted that one back here. But also as you take a look, it's the ownership group and also the head coaching staff/football department because it seems like there was fractures in the room where they made that move to go up to number one going like okay we like one of two guys let's yep. settle in and we're coming out that Frank Reich probably like CJ Stroud but when you're the owner you override everything they're never going to admit that and the general manager is never going to come out and say that why because the general manager will be fired it's up to the general manager to hold the water for the you know so and so owner making that pick and saying you know what you're going to stay with me a long time. You take the heat for this pick. That's what they do. So getting back to this quarterback, quote-unquote, rivalry here, if you're looking at Bryce Young, he played at Alabama, won a Heisman Trophy. He was sensational. He's going to be a good quarterback here. I don't know if the setup is there just yet. And also, we're noticing this week, you know, Frank Wright just told the media, hey, by the way, me calling plays right now for Bryce Young is really killing this kid. So they're going to go with their offensive coordinator that's going to call the play. So Frank Reich's going to step away from that. Maybe that does help. But also, Ben, let's yeah. take a look at this vision from college football. Ohio State, not notorious for putting superstar quarterbacks in the NFL. So you had a little bit of a stigma there with C.J. Stroud going, wait, he's bigger, he's faster, he's stronger, better arm. Oh, but he went to Ohio State. Have you seen how those bigger, faster, stronger players have played in the NFL? So I do think he was downgraded unnecessarily just because of that. But if you're just popping on the tape right now, Ben, between the two quarterbacks, Stroud looks like a bona fide superstar right now. And in Carolina, they're going like, hey, did we miss out by making the number one overall pick the wrong guy here when we had the choice to do it? That's what's tough. But I'm buying C.J. Stroud. He's really good. Donnie, that's the question for me. The coaching staff and what they wanted to do with the number one overall yeah. pick versus what ownership decided and maybe the draft <laughs> scouts and evaluators in the room in Charlotte. Because there was a video that came out when the Panthers coaching staff was at Pro Day in Columbus for Ohio State where Josh McCown, the quarterback's coach in Carolina, was heard saying to C.J. Stroud, who's an adamant basketball player, can't wait to have you in Charlotte. We'll have some runs. 
That was not what ended up happening. Of course, Bryce Young was that first overall selection. And Donnie, when you look at rookie quarterbacks, you want them just to be competitive. You want to see the product look good. It has not yet. For Carolina, Thomas Brown, the OC, now making the offensive play calls. Quickly here, Donnie, final 30 seconds of this segment. We saw Aaron Rodgers for the Jets ahead of the game against the Eagles on the field, throwing the football around only five weeks after suffering the torn Achilles. His head coach, Rob it's unbelievable. Everybody is in awe that he is even walking for him to be on the sideline standing the entire time. He's a freakazoid. So quickly, Donnie, buy or sell. Aaron Rodgers will play again this season. I'm going to buy it because he wants the spotlight, even if it damages his team and they're playing good football here. He wants to be the king. Why are you throwing before the game on the field? Do that at the practice facility. I like it, Donnie, right side. College basketball. Oh, next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. We close out this opening hour of a Tuesday live right here on the early line on SportsGrid. He is Donnie. I am Ben. And college basketball season is not all that far away. DRS, a sign of the times. Yesterday, the preseason AP poll was released. You fire up the Ken Palm subscription once again. You pay your renewal fees. And soon, college basketball is back. DRS, in that preseason poll, Kansas State atop the country number one and by a pretty good margin receiving a lot of those first place votes duke number two two big 10 teams follow purdue three michigan state four marquette the defending big east regular season and conference tournament champs are at number five and the defending national champions the yukon huskies at number six houston now in the big 12 creighton in a loaded big east tennessee back in the sec and dusty may got the those owls hooting in Florida. FAU, number 10, Donnie, the highest ranking ever for Florida Atlantic, the first time they've ever been ranked in a preseason poll. Donnie, what's your main takeaway from the AP Top 25? I mean, we always see the Blue Bloods in the top 10 for sure, but I think this bodes well for a college basketball season with Marquette at 5, Houston at 7, Creighton at 8, and FAU at 10. You got a little spice there of teams like trying to make a name for themselves, quote-unquote, and also some of those teams like Kansas and Duke we expect to be there. Now, we're about to go through the silly season in college basketball games and ballrooms in Cancun and aircraft carriers and places you've never heard of, but once we get to January and Ken Palm really kicks in, that's where the fun begins. No doubt about it, DRS. The Big 12 is going to be great this year. Kansas now has Houston in the same league. The Jayhawks are absolutely stacked. Of course, Hunter Dickinson transferred to Lawrence this offseason. Keep an eye on those Michigan State Spartans. I'll say it here. I'll say it now. I think the most balanced and deep team in the Big 10. And Zach Eady, of course, returns for the Purdue Boilermakers, the reigning national player of the year, the 7'4 Canadian. It is going to be a great college basketball season. Hour number two is up next here on TEL. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.